Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dave Cave. It's great to be back with another episode, and boy has the sports world taken off since we were last on air. The Denver Nuggets are in the conference finals for the first time since 2009, and they are up against, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time in LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. By the time this episode is up and running, they will have played Game 4, so hopefully they were able to even up the series. But for them to get here in the first place, they had to become the first team in playoffs history to ever come back from multiple 3-1 deficits in the same playoffs run. The fight in this team is incredible. Then we have college football back up and running. Mizzou has their first game this season as they take on Alabama at home, which should be a tough test for the Tigers. Then the Colorado Rapids are on a hot streak right now with a big win last night. Which leads me to our guest today, 19-year-old Colorado Rapids up-and-coming star Cole Bassett. Cole was able to sign with the Rapids before he even graduated high school, so it's quite an honor to be able to talk to him today. Without further ado, here's Cole. All right, today's guest is Colorado Rapids midfielder Cole Bassett. Cole, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. So you guys are coming off a win last night against the LA Galaxy. You guys got home pretty late last night. How And you even scored a goal last night. How'd that game go for you besides that? It was good. Um... We, we've been on a bit of a roll lately. Uh, we started out slow coming back from COVID. Uh, we kept drawing teams a lot. Um, it was pretty frustrating, but this past week or so, um, we've done pretty well. We had a bad result midweek, but besides that, uh, we've been playing pretty well. And it's not easy to go to LA and, and get a win, but yeah, for sure. And I think we had, I saw something that it was like the youngest team we've put out this whole year, but oh, wow, uh, it was, it was pretty good. Um, a lot of the young guys showed resilience and it was good to get a win. Yeah, that's great. Now, so how long, how far along are you guys in the season right now? Uh, I believe we're 12 games in. Um, I think there's probably about 10 more or so left. So you guys are sitting sixth in the standings right now? Yeah, we just moved up to sixth. It's pretty tight though right now. The table, like, I think between like third and 11th is like a six, five point gap, something like that. So you move around a lot. Yeah, so um, every every game counts. Yeah, exactly. So you you uh, you're from Colorado. You grew up through the program. So what what did that process look like? So did, were you on their their um, their C team? Is that what it's called, or how did that work? Yeah. Uh, so I grew up playing. It was this local team called Colorado Rush. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't have a professional team or anything, but just kind of a local club. Yeah. Based out of Littleton. Um, so I grew up playing for them for a while since I was four, I grew up playing for them till I was 16. And then when I was 16, my coach, uh, from rush actually moved over to rapids in their academy is, is what they call it. Yeah. And, and he decided to bring me over with him. So I joined the U17 team, uh, at rapids and he was my coach. And then that year it was honestly, it was one of the best years I've had. Uh, it all kind of happened fast, but throughout the year I, I really only ended up playing one year in the academy um uh-huh. and then I, I moved from the 17s to the 19s to the 23s and then the first team uh in a whole year so it, it went by wow. pretty fast to be honest oh yeah I'm sure <laughs> now so uh what was it like signing your first contract because you were just beginning your senior year of high school is that right yeah yeah it was right before we started our senior year it was a crazy feeling I mean it's just like I mean everybody has different dreams in their life um yeah and I think everybody gets a certain feeling once they accomplish those. It doesn't matter what it is, whether uh, you get your first job that you've always wanted to. Or for me, it was always to become a professional soccer player. So yeah. 
when that hit, I was I was pretty excited because I didn't think it would come as early as it did. Like most most guys don't have the chance to do it while they're still in high school, but yeah. for me it was it was a great moment of pride that um, I'd worked hard for for a while, but um, I knew that it was just the beginning of hopefully a long career. Yeah. Now, when um when you got to the Rapids team on the 17s team, did you when did you th- realize it could be a real possibility that you could move up to that first team and within a year? Did you think it was going to be a year, a couple of years, or what was the thought yeah. there? I didn't think it would be as fast as it was. Um, it, it's tough because when I first moved in, I didn't really know any of the coaches or the players, and I didn't really know what it took to get into like first team trainings because um, they do bring academy kids into training with the first team, uh-huh. and and that's how I got seen. But it didn't happen for about seven or eight months, to be honest. I was just with the U17s for a while, and it took one of the first team coaches coming out and watching one of our games to actually – get me noticed and and from there he started bringing me into practices with the first team uh, and that's kind of where I took off because when you're just playing against better players every day you, you grow as a player yeah so I was a bit surprised that it happened so fast I mean I was committed to Denver University and that's that's right. where I was going to go and play college and that was kind of my idea I obviously wanted to do well um with Rapids in the academy and try to sign a contract, but I didn't realize how fast it, it came. Yeah, and what was that What was that decision like between the Rapids and going to play at DU? It was a tough one for sure. Um, not as hard for me, but I'd say more my parents just because yeah. parents value in education. And, yeah, for sure. Um, passing up a scholarship to go to a good school like that. And also they have, they have uh, their coaching staff there. Um, Jamie Franks is the head coach. And, uh-huh. Uh, they kind of helped me a lot throughout my career. They they spotted me early when I was like a freshman in high oh, school, yeah. and they helped me develop a lot, especially on the mental side. That even though I didn't get to work with them in trainings and stuff like that, um, they gave me a lot of access to to their facilities, and yeah, and they they taught me a lot about the game. So it was tough to pass up on that and and working with those guys, but I think in the end I made the right decision. Yeah, I'm sure. So when when did you commit there, and when did you? Uh... I guess decommit once you sign the contract. Yeah. Uh, so I committed there, I believe, halfway through sophomore year. Okay. So I think I was 15 still. Wow. It was one of the earlier ones for our whole class, to be honest. Most guys, like when I when they found out that I committed, they were like, "You're committing that early? Like, <laughs> you're not really supposed to talk to colleges till junior year." There's yeah. a certain rule. But since they were close to home, it was yeah. easier because I could just go meet up with them in person. Yeah. So. Yeah, I committed to them sophomore year and then ended up decommitting technically uh, right before senior year. Okay, nice. Um, so back to being on the team. So what is this your first full year or was last year the first full season on the team? Last year was the first full season. Uh, okay. This is technically my third, but I only played half a season the first year and then yeah. last year was a full year in this year. Yeah, so you're getting used to the swing of things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's – I mean, there's nothing I'd rather be doing. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a different lifestyle than most, uh, especially with kids our age. Most people are at college and yeah, having fun, partying, hanging with friends. But for me, it's it's kind of a chilled life, I guess. Um, yeah. It's really just focused on, on working and going into training every day and trying to develop and then do well in games. But I really just come home and kind of chill and prepare for the next day. I don't really yeah. get the typical uh, high school kid's life or college kid's life. Yeah you get to have fun and, and make um, moments and memories with your friends. It's, it's kind of a different one, but that's, I, I don't think I'd want it any other way. 
Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So are you the, the youngest guy on the team? Uh, right now, so there is three guys that are younger than me. But as of right now, none of them are with us in the stadium right now because yeah. there's a system like a loan system um, where younger players can get loaned out to different teams and, okay. and they can kind of get game experience if they weren't going to play as much uh-huh. on our team. So in the locker room right now, I am. But there, there is a couple guys, um, some of my good friends that are they're actually yeah. a, a year or so younger than me. Now, is, uh, is Seb Anderson one of those guys? Yeah, Sebi is one of those guys. Uh, he's yeah. probably my best friend. Oh, yeah. Him or Sammy Vines. But, yeah, we're really close. And, uh, yeah, he, he last year he broke, like, all my records and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. I was, I was happy for him. He, he deserved it. But, yeah, yeah we had a good little competition between us to keep striving forward. But, yeah, he's one of the younger guys on the team. Yeah, he um he went to one of the rival high schools near me. So I yeah. Where'd you go to what? What's that? Where'd you go to? I went to Mountain Vista. You did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's at Thunder Ridge. Yep. So uh, how's the, the team? You guys get along pretty well? You guys have a good time? Yeah, it's – as a as a young kid, it's pretty cool to see uh, all the cultures that we have in the locker room. We've got two people from Africa. Our coach is from Jamaica. we got Denmark, France, France. Uh, Sweden, England, Scotland, like it, we have so wow. many guys, like South America, there's like people from oh, down there. Yeah. So you, our whole team is so diverse and it's pretty yeah. cool to be able to experience that as a 19 year old, um, just I'm getting sure. to, to see how everybody else lives throughout the world. And now I get to create friendships with guys that are from around the world. And, um, and then they're, they are a lot older than me, but it's a different type of friendship. Like, yeah all my closer friends that are from high school that that are younger and then i've got all these guys i mean some of them are dads they all have kids yeah a guy that has four kids on our team but (laughs) he's still one of my close friends so it's good as a 19 year old to be able to get to experience this because not many people do oh yeah for sure and i'm sure you're meeting all kinds of different people along the way yeah um so what is the what's the season been like with covid you guys were on pause for a little bit now you're you had a like a little tournament before the season got underway. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it was called the MLS's back tournament, but yeah. technically it counted towards our actual regular season standing. So okay. we went down to Orlando, Florida, and we had three games down there. Um, it was a bit weird, to be honest. Like when we first started up, not many of us thought we'd have a season this year. A lot of us were kind of vetoing the thought of it. We just didn't feel safe going into a bubble environment where – there was already cases down there with other teams that yeah. they eventually had to leave the, the tournament because they had too many. But wow. I think the MLS did a really good job of making us feel safe. And, and we're all excited now because we're back playing and doing what we love. So, yeah. yeah, we got that tournament in, and now we're back into our own market and playing games. Yeah. Now, do you guys have fans at the home games or any of the stadiums have fans? Some do. Uh, Dallas and Salt Lake had them. I think we're allowed to have 6% capacity okay. uh, this this next week. So we're excited to get fans back. Uh, yeah. it, it's so, like, you don't realize it uh, as much until you don't play without fans. But yeah. once you start playing with them, then you don't want to play without them. It's just not the same. Uh, it oh, brings yeah. a different level of passion and energy in the game. And we miss it, but hopefully they'll be back soon. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's a totally different atmosphere. Now, where's the – Where's your favorite place to go to on the away games? That's tough. Uh, There's a lot of good spots. I'd say LAFC has a very good 
uh, stadium. I think they've got some of the loudest fans. And then uh, Pacific Northwest as well. Um, Seattle and Portland actually have really good, even though it's turf, uh, their fans are pretty incredible. It's like Seattle's like 60,000 and Portland's wow. about 35 to 40. So, uh, and they pack the house almost every time. So th those are pretty fun to play in. And uh, I actually made my debut in my first game in Portland, which was oh, yeah. crazy because those fans are, it's just so wild there. So, oh yeah, I'm sure. That was a pretty cool experience. That's awesome. So what's the, what's the biggest difference been from moving up to the first team from being on the U23 team or the U19 team? Uh, I would probably just say the, the physicality and speed of play. Uh, in the academy, you had a lot more time to do what you wanted and a lot more space to do it. Uh, at the first team level, the people close you down a lot quicker. They're a lot stronger. I mean, we're playing against men. They're all 20, 30 years old. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot different than, than normal. You got to be able to adapt to it and I think it's it's been a bit tougher for me physically because I've not always been one of the biggest kids, yeah. uh, like bulk wise and, and strength wise. But um, I've been trying to work on that a lot in the off season so that uh, it feels a lot more natural to me. Yeah, definitely. So who's your uh, who's your role model or who do you model your game after? Strive to be like. Yeah, there's a couple guys. Uh, there's a couple in the past that they used to play and, and they're done playing now. Um, but this guy named Frank Lampard that used to play for Chelsea. Uh huh. Uh, the way he scored goals out of midfield for me was uh, a different level. So I love to watch him. And then uh, nowadays it's Kevin De Bruyne of Manchester City. Yeah. Um, he's just all around uh, defensively, offensively. He's just basically a unit. He's he's so hard to stop. Yeah. So, uh, I love watching him and I try to do certain things that he does very well. Yeah. Now, do you, are you, do you get to meet any of the international players like from the European teams or is it mainly just – MLS guys that you'll run into? Uh, last uh, off season, I went over to Europe and, and trained with Arsenal. That's right. Uh, so, I mean, I got to be in the, the first team sessions with them. And I don't know if you know some of these players, but I mean, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Mesut Ozil, uh, just training with all those guys. It was, it was pretty crazy because you watch them on TV every single yeah. week and then you're thrown into a training with them. And these guys are the best players in the world and you're just a, a kid from Littleton, Colorado. Playing. Yeah. That was pretty crazy, to be honest. Um, and as as you continue to grow your game, you start running into more players. I mean, MLS has had a lot of big names come over here, Ibrahimovic, Rooney, yeah. uh, Vela, stuff like that. So, I mean, we still get to play against class players uh, every week, yeah. but going over there was a bit different. Yeah, now what? how'd you get that opportunity to go train with Arsenal? Uh, it was through my agent and the club. Uh, wow. The club kind of has a – we have the same owner, um, okay. Stan Kroenke. He yeah. owns Arsenal and the Rapids. Yep. So uh, there's, they've always wanted to kind of bridge a partnership between us two. And uh, I guess they, they I was going to be the first one to kind of be sent mm -hmm. over there and, and be able to have the opportunity to train with them. So we kind of worked that out in the last off season, And uh, it was it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. So – Hopefully something comes of it in the future. You never know. But right now I'm just focused on Rapids. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've been on a little bit of a tear right now, scoring some goals, and the team's on a little bit of a run. So what's been going on with that? What's clicking for you right now? I mean, hopefully I can stay stay on the scoring streak. But yeah, for sure. I think it's just it's down to my teammates, the way that we're playing. Uh, I just try to put myself in good positions every single game. And, 
Uh, my teammates have just been getting me the ball in good spots and I've just been able to finish them off. But the biggest thing for young players, especially is consistency and, and doing it every single week. And yeah. that's what makes the best players in the world. The best is they don't have a game where they, they score a goal and then the next two games, they're terrible. Yeah. They, they continue to do it every single game. So for me, that's kind of one of the biggest things that I got to continue to do is to continue to get on the score sheet or an assist or um, just continue to help the team win. So I just have to put in performances uh, every single game like that. Yeah, no, that's great. So what is walk me through a, a regular a day, not a game day, but like a regular practice day being on the Rapids? Yeah. Uh, so not the earliest wake up, but a little earlier than I would want to. I, I live kind of far from the stadium. It's like a 50 minute drive. So was so everything out at Dick Sporting Goods? Yeah, our training facility and, and the yeah. game. Uh, so I wake up around 730 and normally leave around eight eight-ish um then i get into the stadium and, and we have a bit of time to do uh stuff that we need like uh rehab or treatment and stuff like that wow. and then as of right now we have to get covid tested every other day so that's kind of a part of our routine now and then after that we normally have a video meeting and that's around like 9 45 and that'll last about 30 to 45 minutes yeah just going over past games film uh, the other team that we're about to play or just stuff that we're gonna try to execute in the next game uh -huh. and then training starts normally around 10 30 ish and uh probably goes around till 12 30 and then after training depends kind of what you need uh you can get treatment you can use the weight room uh, yeah. kind of do whatever you need to get your body right to to train the next day or get ready for the game so then I, I know I'm in one of the last ones there. I like to do a lot of work afterwards. So yeah, I normally get home around three o'clock and then the rest of the day, you kind of just chill, to be honest. I don't have any school right now. So yeah, basically just relax with family. No, that's great. You get to spend time with your family and stuff like that. So are they, um, are they, are you on a weightlifting schedule or is it just like what you feel is right or what they recommend or how does that work? We used to be on a schedule, but uh, with COVID, it's forced us to play games almost every three days. So oh, yeah. it's pretty tough to be able to actually lift right now, like at all. You can do some upper body, but for the most part, you can't even really lift just because if you're playing games, your your body needs a couple of days off before you got to go again. So uh, right now, it's kind of just up to us. It's just whenever we feel like we can. Uh, but during a normal year, we normally lift about two to three times a week if, okay. if we have a game every seven days. Yeah. Now, do they have you on any sort of diet or is it just kind of self-based? Uh, it is self-based for some players. I'm on a diet. Uh, I went and got blood work done and just saw kind of what my body uh, reacts to differently than, than certain things. So. Yeah. I'm I'm dairy free and I was gluten free for a bit. I'm kind of half gluten free, but that was a bit too tough for me. I just yeah. can't. There's so much food that has gluten in it that you don't even realize. So I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do that. But I had a couple I friends growing up that were celiac, and it was brutal yeah. for them. Yeah, it's it's not the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you said you started playing soccer at four. Were you the superstar right away, or when did you really come into your own? No, I was. I mean, I was always decent, but I, I never really was kind of the the best player on the team or anything. I mean, you can ask all my friends. It, I was just kind of one of the solid players on the team. Yeah. And it was when we were about 14. Uh, there was this academy team that was formed. It was it was brand new. 
uh, and everybody basically wanted to make this U14 team. And yeah. all my friends, including uh, Vernon, they all made the team. And uh, I was like the only guy out of our whole friend group, like six or seven guys that didn't make it. And okay. even from my team before, basically everybody made it but me, it seemed yeah. like. So I wasn't very happy then, um, but that was kind of the turning point that uh, yeah. I'm kind of glad that it did happen. At the time, I wasn't happy that I didn't make the team, but yeah. probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. ever since that point, I've kind of just always been one of the hardest workers. Uh, I try to just let let my work on the field do the talking and not do too much off of it. Yeah, um, I stay quiet and always uh, go after after training and, and do the extra work. And I think in the end, it paid it off. And eventually yeah. it got to a point where I was doing so much that I, I got better than a lot of these players because they weren't doing as much as me. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, it sounds like a great turning point for you. A good mm -hmm. lesson learned. It uh, seemed to work out. Um, mm -hmm. Were you able to play for Chatfield or were you? Uh, yeah. I, I always wanted to. Uh, all my friends got to. Yeah. Uh, it obviously wasn't like the best level. Uh, yeah. But I still always wanted to represent my school and yeah, kind of play in front of your friends. But that was that was never allowed. So um, I was a bit sad that I wasn't able to play in front of everybody because I think that high school experience is pretty cool to play in front yeah, of your friends. Yeah. But For sure, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, so since you signed pretty much before your senior year even started, what did that look like for school and stuff like that uh, i switched to all online so i mean okay. basically what everybody's doing right now with COVID is how i was yeah day. Uh, i would go to class right like at 7 15 is when the first period started uh -huh. and then I'd leave at eight o'clock and and head out to training and then uh sometimes i'd be able to make it back after training to our last period class but most of the time i'd just go home and uh, just do the homework that was online and then do the rest of my online work. So I had two classes at school, but the rest were online. And that was just so I could graduate with all my friends at Chatfield. Yeah. I just didn't want to go three years of going to school and then have to not graduate and be able to walk the stage with them. So yeah, for sure. To do my classes at Chatfield, but it was pretty tough. So I ended up just basically doing most stuff online and then, yeah, yeah was able to walk with them in the end. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine how busy your days were though, going yeah. in and out of class and practice and stuff like that. Now, are yeah. you at the, are you at the facility seven days a week or how does that work if you guys aren't playing? Right now we basically are. Uh, yeah. Almost tomorrow's like the first day off we've had in about two or three weeks. So I'm pretty excited to just rest and yeah normally we have to get uh tested for covid every other day so even if you had a day off you're still going in and doing stuff oh, wow. but we actually we just got tested today so we don't have it tomorrow so yeah it's just a complete day off so i'm excited just to rest for one day but then get back at it uh, yeah game on wednesday wow so who's your who's your favorite team to watch you listed a couple of players but who's the favorite team uh probably arsenal uh i've been an arsenal fan and that's why that experience was so cool for oh, me yeah, because i watch that team every week and it's it's just always been my favorite team so that was pretty cool to actually be able to see what a day in, a, in the life uh, of those top pros is really like just living yeah. over london and stuff like that yeah now so like you said you've been on the team for pretty much two or three years now so what's been your favorite our most memorable moment of being on a professional soccer team? 
There is a lot. Uh, probably, I'll just go most recently. Uh, the We have a rivalry with Real Salt Lake, uh-huh. uh, a big rival, and the fans created this. Basically, it's just whoever wins over the two legs, the two games that we play, home and away, uh, gets the trophy. It's called the Rocky Mountain Cup. Yeah. And the Rapids had not won it for four years, I believe. Wow. I'd never played against our Real Salt Lake um, ever since I joined the team. I just – I don't know why, but I, I yeah. never got chosen for that game. And finally, I got to play against them. And we were down four to one, actually, in this, like uh, – yeah. it's called aggregate score. Yeah, yeah the aggregate, yeah. So they beat us four to one in the first game. Uh-huh. So we had to win at least 4-0 to yeah. win the cup, and we ended up winning 5-0. And oh. um, it was probably one of the, probably the best game that we've ever played. And we did it away in Salt Lake too, which was wow. even better because it's not. I don't think we'd ever won there before in the history of like 25 years. So wow. I'll, I'll just go with that moment because it was pretty. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. There's there's been a couple aggregate scores like that in the past couple of years where it's just like they got to win by three yeah. or four and that happens yeah it is football is crazy uh yeah. one week you can beat a team like how they beat us 4-1 they killed us and then the next week we beat them and it's, it's yeah. A weird yeah it's crazy like that now what's the what's the correct term is it football or soccer <laughs> i call it football i yeah. I still say soccer like around my friends, but like yeah. <laughs> I have I have English coaches and they call it football. So yeah, uh, I've kind of just stuck with that. It just <laughs> you get some makes more sense. I just call American football American football. Yeah, so, yeah. Some... I, I prefer football. <laughs> you get some weird looks if you're calling it soccer around the coaches. <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, most of our teams from Europe or South America, so they don't call it soccer either. Yeah. But, it is what it is. I mean, not many people. If I say football around here, though, they're going to think I'm talking about American football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I switch off between both. Yeah. So what's the what's the ultimate goal with your, your career? What's the dream or the ultimate, the top prize for playing in the professionals? Uh, I've got a lot, but uh, just, a, just a couple to, that I really want to accomplish is uh, the U.S. men's national team playing yeah. for the senior team and being uh, a key part of that and playing in World Cups and stuff yeah. like that. And then uh, probably just the biggest dream is to to play in Europe in one of the top five leagues and, and be a consistent player over there for many years. Yeah, It's not easy to play over in Europe and then to stay in Europe and do well is even harder. So that's probably one of my biggest goals. And hopefully within the next year or so that, that can become a – a reality and I'll, and I'll be over there trying to play yeah now how does how does like is it free agency is that what it's the term is over there uh we it's a bit different than most american sports yeah. uh, they just call it like the transfer market so a lot of teams there are free agents if, if they're out of contract they can sign on a free transfer but yeah most stuff that happens is one team will pay the other team money, uh, transfer fee, and the yeah. team will be transferred, or that player will get transferred to that yeah. new team. So how does that work coming from the MLS? It's it's a bit tougher. The the league wants uh, a lot of money for the young players, so yeah, it is a bit tougher to to try to basically go over to Europe and. Um, 
for a reasonable fee. Uh, it's yeah. tough for them to agree upon it, but uh, it's the same as anything else. A, a team will put an offer in if they really like you and they think you can play over there and uh, do well for their team. And then it's up to the club and the league to accept it here. So yeah. you just kind of have to talk it through if, if you're going to end up going and, and hope that the, the club has uh, a plan in mind with you of, of what's best for you. Yeah, that's awesome. So what's some, what's some advice you could give to a, a high school athlete who's trying to advance their, to the next level in their game or something like you experienced when you were on that club or you didn't make that club team, something like that? Yeah. For me, it was always just being the hardest worker. Uh, I've always thought that if, if you're out working everybody else, there's no way that you, they can possibly keep up with you. I mean, when I was, when I didn't make that team, I was doing about three trainings a day, maybe four sometimes. I mean, like all my friends thought I was crazy. I was doing like 7 a.m. I would go train and then I'd have our actual training and then I'd stay for two trainings later sometimes, sometimes just one. But uh, I was just trying to train as much as possible to get better. And I think in the end, I just got so many touches on the ball and just kept playing the game so much that it came to a point where I had to develop as a player uh, and get to a certain level. So for me, it's just being a hard worker and, and trying to watch the game, uh, play the game as much as possible, basically just live in the game um, whenever you can, especially as a young kid. And if you really love it, I think that will happen naturally. Nice. That's, that's great. And I mean, that seems to work for you, but uh, that's awesome. So um, I got a little scenario for you. So if you, if you're, cooking up a dinner party and you can invite three professional athletes dead or alive who's who's coming and what are you what are you making for them oh that is <laughs> oh. That a loaded question there's no. some good options out there any professional athlete any professional athlete i think michael jordan would be number one on my list yeah just watching his documentary in court oh, yeah. just I just I want to talk to the guy and just see how he thought of everybody because I loved watching his confidence. Yeah. Just basically any anytime anybody says something that goes against him, he just uses it. Yeah. As it's it's a bad day to be the other person. Yeah. So <laughs> Michael Jordan probably um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. Just the way that he works and uh, he's still at the top of the top of his game and he's thirty six years old and he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. So him, and then I want to go maybe LeBron James or Messi. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That last one's tough. I'll I'll go Messi just for soccer purposes. Yeah, but yeah just to pick his brain about uh, what it was like for him too. So I'd probably get all those guys and maybe yeah. make a steak. That's kind of my signature. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm sure I, I love steak. I hope so. I'd, I'd have to cook it well, but that's, that's my favorite meal. All right. Um, that, that'd be a, that'd be an awesome dinner. If you could get those three athletes together. Yeah. Even if I just met one of them. Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the tradition on the, the podcast is, um, there's a little game at the end of the, each interview and it's yeah. you get 15 seconds to name as many Shoe companies for your sport. So as many cleat companies as you can name in 15 seconds. Okay. All right. I'll give you a little bit of time to think about it. And then you let me know. I got to go on the spot. You All right. Are you spot. ready? Let's go. Yeah. But go. Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, Puma, Diodora. 
I'm trying to think what are, what are people wear. Oh my. There's gotta be in the room. Time. I, uh, I right, you got five there. I think the leaderboard's at seven right now. So you're, yeah. you put yourself right in the middle of it. I'm trying to think what else. Do you know any other? No, are you named? I, I, I mean, the no. ones on our team, we have a Puma, Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. I'm trying to think of. I didn't even recognize the last one you named. Diodora. It's like a soccer brand. It's okay. it's one. Nobody really wears it. Yeah. Um, New Balance. That's one. Yeah, do they make soccer cleats? Yeah, they do. Uh, one of our teammates is sponsored by them. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, you, you kind of got the, the short end of the straw there with soccer yeah. cleats. Yeah. Basketball yeah. and running were the other ones, and those ones are a yeah. little bit easier, a little bit more options. Yeah, it is what it is. I think most shoe brands make most stuff, so. Yeah, exactly. Got to be a little smarter. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that's all the time I have for you today. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season. Hopefully you guys can keep moving the way you've been moving. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, anytime, if you ever want anything, just let me know. Yeah, I always keep on this stuff. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. And that concludes our interview with Cole. It was an honor to be able to talk to him and get an insider's perspective on the everyday life of an MLS soccer player. I want to wish him and the rest of the Rapids the best of luck with the rest of the season. I also want to wish the Nuggets good luck in the rest of the conference finals, as well as the Missouri Tigers against Alabama this weekend. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and keep your eyes out for new episodes very soon.